you You were anything less than beautiful How could anyone ever tell you You were less than whole How could anyone fail to notice That your loving is a miracle How deeply you're connected to my soul How could anyone ever tell you You were anything less than beautiful How could anyone ever tell you You were less than whole How could anyone fail to notice Oh my goodness I'm sorry, I just have to take a moment again. Well, welcome everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. I heard that song. I can't even talk about this. I heard that song several years ago um, when I was in um, a workshop. One of the first workshops that I had taken um, when, you know, you know, in the shift of my own spiritual path. And I, I heard that song. And and then I heard that song again. And I have the same reaction to that song today that I had that very moment. But I never really imagined that I would actually meet and be speaking with the person that wrote that song, that's singing that song. And yet there are, there are millions of people across the globe that know that song and that sing that song. And that's How Could Anyone. That song um, was sung by and uh, was written by and created by my very special guest today, Libby Roderick. Libby is joining me here today for several reasons. One, I'm, I'm truly honored to have her on the show. And because she's also going to be at and uh, doing a concert and workshop at the upcoming Women of Wisdom Conference in Seattle, February 13th and 15th. And so she's joining me here today so that we can bring a fresh new conversation to what it means to be a woman of wisdom. What does it mean to be a person of wisdom? What does it mean to step into the world and understand that, you know, in a moment of crisis, it's a moment of opportunity. She's joining me here today. And as I said before, um, you know, is someone that is internationally acclaimed singer, songwriter, poet, activist, teacher, and lifelong Alaskan. Um, exhilarating performer is an understatement and her folk classic that you just heard and you will hear that song throughout the show today because it is so powerful it is a reminder to each and every one of us that we are magnificent and I want to welcome Libby to the show Libby welcome to the Dr. Pat show thank you so much for joining us today thanks for having me I'm sure I'm not alone Oh, when uh, I say that um, every time I hear that song, it brings tears to my eyes and joy at the same time. And I want to ask you about that because, you know, that's one of many songs you've written and you've, you've shared with us. And, and, and so I want to ask you about this journey for you, about how a song like that came to you. And the significance that it had when you first wrote it, and the significance it has today. Well, um, that song, uh, I, you know, in a way, when I think about it, it sort of reflects the whole theme of, 
of what we're trying to do at the conference and so forth, which is trusting your heart um, as a source of really powerful thinking, in a way. Um, because when, what happened with that song was just somebody I love very much called me on the phone, and I knew that they'd been struggling with a lot of things, and um, I knew they'd been hit kind of hard by life in some ways, and they called me up or in such pain, and I knew that they'd been really working as hard as they knew how, you know, to to get back to who they knew they really were and, and feel happy to be themselves, you know, and I was so um, moved or saddened or I don't know what the word is that that such a beautiful person um, was still up against those ugly messages that lots of people find themselves up against. Mm-hmm. I have discovered in the world lots and lots of people, which is partly why the song has gone, you know, has become this worldwide phenomenon. And it was just my, I often write songs um, based on sort of the first, my first thought, but the thought comes from the heart, <laughs> you know, um, and, and that's what happened here is I simply just sat down and wrote what, my response was to this person's situation, and um, and it was those four lines. And um, I didn't think, you know, I've just written a worldwide phenomenon or anything. I thought this is what you know is in my heart, and um, and then I took it. Um, I think let's see, 1988. I wasn't even uh, touring at that time. I wasn't. I wasn't doing this as a career. It wasn't an intentional career. Um, I took it to a group of other folks, and we were who were singing songs together, you know, and I kind of brought it out sheepishly because I said, you know, I've written this song and it's just got a chorus (laughs) and I haven't even had time to look at it and work on the rest of the song. And um, I put it out there and their response was a lot like yours. And and I was so touched by that or I I couldn't fail to notice that people were responding in in the way that they were and realized that perhaps this was but this was the entire um, message uh, that I wanted to get out in that way and, and began singing at other places and people were having the same response. And, and then that song has just uh, gone around the world. I tell people it's kind of like having a child who comes through you and then, you know, goes out and does its own amazing work on the planet um, beyond you, you know, um, where we've had people all over the world. I mean... And ended this whole thing on people in Zambia singing the song, and people, you know, and um, and I think it's because of what you were saying, which is that people deep in their hearts know how fabulous they are. All of us, not more fabulous than somebody else, just inherently fabulous. That, that human beings are marvels. Um, we are brilliant. We are loving. We are creative. We are kind. We are connected. We are, you know glad to be alive, all these sorts of things. And at the same time, we also know um, how we've been hit pretty hard, a lot of us, on those fronts, that, that we haven't been told that, that that isn't the way we often feel, that we have to fight up against messages that came at us because of racism or sexism or because we're too fat or too thin or too rich or too poor or too, you know, whatever. Yeah, too, too. Too something. Too right. something. Too, <laughs> too different from whatever little model we're supposed to fit, which... Almost none of us do. I know. And I'm I not think, Donna Reed. I could tell you, you know, that. <laughs> she probably isn't either. <laughs> you, know, I mean, you know, they say that Cary Grant thing. You know, no, nobody's really Cary Grant. It's like it's a constructed image. Um, so 
So I just think a lot of what isn't right with the world is dependent on us thinking that we're inferior somehow and therefore must buy that extra Lexus or television or something else that is killing the earth while we're at it, you know? So anyway, I think that's partly why, or must be partly why, the song has had this phenomenal um, record out there is because those two messages are in it at the same time. It's not just saying you're fabulous which is hard for a lot of people to believe all by itself. And it's not just saying you've been hit really hard. Um, it's saying them both at the same time in a kind of a short vehicle, I guess. Absolutely. Powerful message. Uh, you know, simplicity and power. And that's really what we're also talking about today. It is really claiming back. It's bringing back. It's reminding us that we truly are an infinite power in the world. And we have the ability to do so many great things and undo so many things that weren't so great. We're going to take a short break. My very special guest today, who is also going to be having an amazing concert and speaker at the upcoming Women of Wisdom Conference. Conference, February 13th to 16th. Uh, Libby's joining me here today. Libby Roderick joining me here today. When we come back, we'll be talking with her about her upcoming event. And we'll be talking about the role of creativity and imagination. Can we use creativity and imagination to transform the world and transform ourselves? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Oh, how could anyone fail to notice? That your loving is a miracle How deeply you're connected to my soul Hypnosis has been scientifically verified to stimulate desired changes in behavior, such as weight loss, smoking cessation, and pain control. Learn the latest hypnosis techniques and receive your certificate in clinical hypnotherapy at the February 20th through 22nd weekend event in Seattle. Call 800-800-MIND and mention the Dr. Pat Show when you call. Visit hypnosis.com, the empowerment partnership at American Pacific University. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. Hi, this is Dr. Scott Lynch from Valley Chiropractic Wellness Center. Remember, healthy spinal column alignment and a proper functioning nerve system are key foundational components for optimal health and wellness. At Valley Chiropractic Wellness Center, we strive to help each patient regain their health through natural chiropractic care and wellness counseling. Visit us at vcwc.net to learn more about our doctors and wellness counselors. Remember, vcwc.net. Gold Green. Biodegradable by nature, green by choice. Traditional trash bags stay in our landfills and pollute the earth for over 800 years or more. Perfco Green trash bags disappear naturally within two years and leave nothing harmful behind. Convert your home, school, and business to Perfco Green. Now available at Walgreens, Amazon.com, Office Max, and other local stores. Visit PerfcoGreen.com. That's P-E-R-F GoGreen.com. Music, the stuff of creation. What a powerful tool for healing, inspiring, and connecting us to source. And to each other. We'll talk about it. We'll play it. We'll have a lively discussion with guests who are doing it. So join us Monday and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Saturday mornings at 11. Tune in to Living Music Radio on KKNW 1150 AM or livingmusicradio.com. 
still stuck with anxiety or depression? Imagine having the momentum and the tools to create emotional freedom. Dr. Schaub's Breakthrough and Empowerment Program helps you to release deeply rooted emotions from your subconscious and cellular memory, thus allowing you to access your true potential. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND or visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Hi, this is Glenn Brooks from the Vibrant Living Radio Network. From terminal normalities to abundant realities, how do we craft and design more abundance in our lives? And how do we allow for more possibilities? Join me and my international team of contributors. Please join me in this exploration and become part of the Vibrant Living family. Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Right here on Seattle's Alternative Talk, AM 1150, KKNW. Your life's precious and giant. Find the tools and resources and discover a new way of axing those. Lewis and Clark would be proud. We're exploring new territory on the air every day right here on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Thinking like a mountain and trusting like the dawn Raging like a wildfire and loving like the black next one Moving like the lightning and dreaming like a stone Thinking like a mountain, honey, we will make it home Come on down. My very special guest today, Libby Roderick in the house. That is another one of her fabulous songs. Joining us here today, and more importantly, uh, one of the uh, up note keynote, upcoming keynotes and con- concert uh, presenters at the Women of Wisdom Conference, February 13th to 16th. And she's joining us here today to give us kind of a sneak preview of what might happen, but more importantly, to remind us of what we have in our power warehouse so that we can live the life that we desire. Libby, thank you so much for joining us here today. You know, we were, I was, I mentioned before the break, the role of creativity and imagination. It's kind of an interesting conversation. I want to hear from you about, you know, when we're in times, quote, times like we're in right now, for example, that it's been referred to, you know, I don't know, many, many kind of not so cool phrases about where we are today but there's this sense of constriction there is this sense of coiling up and finding a corner to never come out of and yet we're we forget that we are creative and we are imaginative and i wanted to ask you how can we remind ourselves of that and more importantly what the heck can we do with our creativity and imagination to change the world well, you know, we're in a time where money is constricted, but, but not imagination, not creativity, not caring, not connection. In fact, sometimes, you know, when those times hit us, we actually find more of those other things that have been missing and that have been making our lives not that great to start with. You know, so I do think 
like the Chinese say, you know, the character for crisis means also opportunity, that we really have a chance at this juncture where people are willing to look for new ideas. They know we need to do something different, you know. They know we need to reach out for one another in ways that we often don't. Um, that we, we have a chance here at, um, at making changes big and small that could actually make things a lot better. I mean, just, just by way of example, you know, the fact that we're, uh, the cost of food is escalating on many of us means that lots of people are suddenly looking at their lawns and seeing gardens. <laughs> this is a good thing. It's a good thing for the earth. It's a good thing for our neighborhoods. It's a good thing for our children. It's a good thing for our health. It's a good thing for our budget. You know, um, there's lots of examples of that kind of thing where we can take this downtime and start making it into better times. I happen to be running these days a couple Ford Foundation grants for two Alaskan universities on a subject of difficult dialogue. And one of them has a strong focus on Alaska Native issues. And I've gotten a chance to learn even more about Alaska Native um, culture than I have in the past, particularly from an Aleut leader um, named Larry Makulia. And he keeps talking to me about how Alaska Native elders, our indigenous elders, keep saying that whatever we want to change on the outside of our world, we need to first change on the inside of ourselves. And, and I think they're talking about two things. Certainly they're saying... You know, Gandhi, I think it was, always said, you must be the change you want to see in the world. You know, if you want there to be peace in the world, we have to do the really hard work, and it is really hard work, of even figuring out how to have peace in our own hearts and in our own families, which is hard enough, you know. But we can't go out preaching peace if we don't really understand what's required to get there and how to do it. But I also think that they're, they're talking about the fact that in order to make a change in your own personal life or out in the world, we have to be able to see it. We have to be able to imagine that it's possible, um, at least in our own mind's eye, what, whatever this is we want to be or create. And, and I've got lots of examples. I talked to a woman who's the leader up here um, in the Alaska environmental movement at one point about what has ever really worked, you know, in terms of getting people, for example, to uh, preserve a particular area from too much development, you know, to, to hold on to the land and the earth and the waters and the birds in a way that sustains them. And she said, really, the only thing that she's ever seen work is when they did 3D modeling, you know, out picturing, literally, this is what this hillside will look like if you do this, you know, multiplex development. And this is what it would look like if we zone it in a way that protects, you know, certain ecosystems. And when people can actually see it, then they can get it and then they can shift their, what, what they want to do about it. Similarly, a, a number of years back, they had a project in Oregon called Imagining Peace. And what they did with folks is, you know, most people have this really vague idea of what peace looks like. And we think it's a, a lull between wars, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to healthy communities, you know, with healthy ecosystems, with public transportation, with decent jobs for everybody, with, you know, uh, accessible health care, with all the things that make for a peaceful community. And they had these people draw, what does peace look like to you? And, 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 they, and they drew pictures of things that they wished were true in their lives and their communities. And then they had them draw, what is, what is your life like now? You know, and people were up against, you know, poverty and tough job situations and crummy daycare and you know, all the stuff we're up against, right? That food with toxins in it. And so they drew that. And then they had them draw backwards from the picture of peace to where we are now and draw the pathways. What do we have to do? What are the little actions we have to take each day that shift us from where we are now to where we want to go. 
so people could actually see what has to happen. And I'm also a life coach uh, sometimes, and similarly, I've you know I've done this with people about their personal lives. You know, that you really have to try to picture um, and occupy in your mind what it is you're trying to be and do before you can create it, and not shut down crazy ideas before you play with them. You know, not say I won't even imagine being this because I can't figure out how to get there. And the reason is because the mind and the nervous system really doesn't distinguish between an imagined event and a real thing. It's like why athletes use picturing over and over, how do you hit the tennis ball? How do you ski through those shoots? Because it actually trains your mind and your nervous system as if you were really doing it. So I just think we need to support each other in a million different ways. You know, literally, I sometimes get together and trade time with other people and do some of these things where we encourage each other to get creative, to let ourselves play, to let ourselves imagine things, and not shut it down too early, particularly with children. Uh, because I know with the coaching and also with children, that if you let people play with ideas, they may be saying outlandish things over here. In fact, with coaching, I encourage people to do that, just to get the brain going, because then, boom, something else pops out that we hadn't thought about. And I think in terms of our whole world, like right now, you know, we're, we're so battened down that we're just talking about tweaking this old, creaking economic system that's been wailing on people for a long time. It's not really serving most of us. What would happen if we really played with seriously changing this thing? Not just, you know, salvaging the old system, but creating something totally different. What might we come up with? We, we haven't even begun. Uh, similarly, I've done work for the National Peace Alliance. They're trying to get a Department of Peace in the cabinet, you know, and part of my objection to war is simply it's this tired old thing that we do. Somebody messes with us, we go shoot them, <laughs> you know, or lots of them. And then we, they bomb us and then we bomb back and children and women and men are slaughtered. And it, we haven't even begun to think, well, what if we were to get seriously creative uh, in, a, in a highly tense situation? What if we were to train battalions of people, given that people are willing to risk their lives already, you know, in these wars, why not train them to go in and take huge risks on behalf of humanitarian efforts or listening deeply to people about what's gone wrong? Or, you know, there's just a million ways that we haven't even started to imagine new responses. Well, and this is part, and this is why I'm so jazzed about, you, you know, you already got me all fired up here, Libby. Oh, good. <laughs> um, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that Libby, Libby Roderick is going to be in town at the, uh, at the Women of Wisdom Festival. And Libby, let's give out your website for folks that want to find out more about you, about your music, and about your passion. Sure. It's just www.libbyroderick.com. Wow, this is absolutely marvelous. Libby, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so happy. Uh, Thanks for and, doing your work. And I'm going to be playing that song a bit more. Thank you so much. Have a great day. For those of you tuning into the Dr. Pat Show, uh, you know, I think Libby's songs really do say it all. And I want to say to you, in reference to that, that you too can create a world of peace. Creativity and imagination is at the forefront. Let us all remember that when we come back we've got two very creative people joining us to tell us the truth about how you can work with your mortgage to get what you absolutely desire we'll be right back with the dr pat show